0: Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman.
1: And I'm Grace Atwood.
0: And I'm going to put Grace on blast here that today she has brought up like five times. She keeps trying to make an episode about snacks and about favorite chores. And we're finally giving it to her. We're gonna We're going to talk about snacks and favorite chores.
1: And a few other things. We're going to talk about some
0: quarantine stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about other things. It's really funny because I feel like Grace and I have like a very – harmonious relationship about like planning the podcast and things like that. Like once in a while one of us will want to do an episode about something or one of us will want to guess that the other one doesn't want. But usually like we're very low key and I, I – not that I'm shooting her down but like – so a few weeks ago when we did a grab bag episode, this was the other half of it but we talked way too long about other stuff and didn't have time. And then for the next week she was like, let's do an episode all about snacks. And I was like, mm, maybe not. So we moved it and then she keeps bringing it up. And I'm like, okay, I can tell this is important to you.
1: Let's talk about it's snacks. It's important to me. It's one of my favorite hobbies.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm I excited. I love snacks. I'm excited. I just wanted people to know how funny I find this. Did you know
1: that when that now that I have a bigger kitchen and more storage space, I have a snacks drawer? I know. I know that from Instagram. I have a whole drawer just with snacks. I have a whole other drawer just with candy.
0: You're like your own startup office.
1: I am. It's great. When you work from home, you got to have good snacks. But before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Night, the pioneers of beauty sleep products like our beloved Night Pillow. We're going to tell you more about them in, later in the episode, but we wanted to let you know right now that you can take 20% off site wide at discovernight.com with code B O P Night. All right. Into the episode. How are you? I'm good. So when this drops, I think I'll be fine. But um tomorrow I am getting my second shot and I am so excited. Wait, real life um, tomorrow or podcast tomorrow? Real life tomorrow. So oh, we're okay. recording on Wednesday. Um tomorrow, Thursday, I'm getting this the vaccine. I'm so excited. I, I've like never been excited more excited about probably being really sick.
0: That's such a milestone. I I was talking to some friends who got their second shot and they're like, it was really emotional, like I cried, and I got uh, got mine a little a little bit ago. And they were like, how did you feel when you got yours? And I was, I don't know. I got mine in a big hospital and it was very clinical. And like, uh, it felt like a very, they're moving people through really quickly. There were like so many people around. You were like waiting in a waiting room. And I was like, I did not feel emotional at all about it. Like,
1: I felt. I was, I was emotional when I got my first one, but now I'm kind of like, okay, whatever, bring it on. Like, I'm emotional about planning trips. Like, I've started planning trips and that's what has me emotional? Okay. That's my high. Oh, okay. My high is getting the vaccine and starting to plan trips. That's um, exciting. And then my, my, yeah. My other thing is I have a little desk set up in my um, guest room. The guest room is still a disaster, um, but it's really nice. I put the, um, the desk right up against a window And I just like look out on this courtyard and I have like a little privacy because I'm kind of covered up by these plants, but there's just so much sunlight and I feel so happy sitting here and working because like we, we, I mean, we, we need light. We need, and I didn't have a lot of light in my old apartment. So this is just, it's such a nice little work environment.
0: I'm my own dog. I need to take myself for a daily walk. You're your own plant. You need sunlight to grow and flourish. Yeah. Look at us learning about ourselves.
1: Yeah. Look at us. What is your high, friend?
0: Well, I have two, but I already think I need to walk one back since I uh, wrote it on Monday. So the one that is true is that I have so many social plans this week. And it's been very exciting because I feel like this is the first time that I'm seeing a lot of people that I haven't seen since pre-quarantine.
1: Yeah. Because we had like our little bubble, but now that everyone's getting vaccinated, it's
0: like you can see a wider net. Yeah, I'm seeing a wider range of people. I um I had drinks on uh last night with our friend and past podcast guest Molly Chen. I went over to her house, her cute little back patio. Um, I love her patio. I uh have drinks tomorrow night with Hannah Orenstein, who wrote Head Over Heels. Oh, I love her books. And um, I love her Instagram too. She's she's fun to follow. What did I do on Monday? I had plans on Monday too. Anyway, I just have so many plans and I'm Like seeing new people, which is exciting. I feel like a, I don't know, I just, I feel very social this week. And then my other. I feel so hopeful and social. Yeah, me too. Planning trips and like seeing, making new friends. It's great. Also, the weather here this week, you know, it's like, it's 75 today. Like it feels like summer. Yeah. Um, And then my other high that I kind of have to walk back a little bit. So um, I talked about writing a book and I've not been a very diligent writer these past the past 6 weeks I haven't really written anything since March 2nd just because I have been so tied up with other projects and so on Monday I was like and for the past 2 weeks after my big deadline I'm like you need to start writing again you need to start writing again obviously it's all manufactured like self imposed deadlines so I don't truly need to but I want to and on Monday I was like I'm getting back in the groove and so on Monday I sat down I wrote for like an hour and a half. I wrote 500 words. I was feeling really good. And I was like, okay, now I just need to build the routine. And my writing time yesterday and today has both gotten a little bit blown up by other pressing items. So I don't know that I'm in the routine, but I'm hoping that, you know, I'll be able to write tomorrow and Friday and like kind of get back on the path, even if I'm not totally, you know, in a daily habit. Yeah, you'll get back. You'll get back to it. Yeah, I was over. I was over optimistic about how many projects I could work on in parallel. But yeah. you know, I, it's kind of like when we talked to Liz Gilbert. Like she was saying that there is no mythical time in your life where you will have like nothing to do. And even if that time comes, you're probably going to be in some mental state that isn't probably the best state for creating. So, yes. you know, I'm trying to figure out like how do I balance this in my my day-to-day that is somewhat chaotic and you know it's not realistic that I'm going to find these like long idyllic stretches of three or four hours to like sit and ponder and write like it's like how do I get in a daily habit of writing for an hour and like that adds up yeah so that's my high what is your what about lows I don't really have one yeah I don't either
1: like the sun is shining I'm sitting at my desk I've got a lot of work but like that's good because, as we both know, when you're self-employed, having work is good because that means you
0: have money. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel good. I don't. I don't have a low. Yeah, me either. Do you know what I do have? Snacks. Oh no, I I have a desperation minute because we haven't had one in a while. So if you're new here, because we haven't done a desperation of men. Um, Desperation Minute is when we beg you to leave us reviews or share us on your Instagram story so other people can discover our podcast and help our podcast grow. So head over to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars there if you haven't already. And if you're enjoying this episode and have snack feelings, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tell us your favorite snacks. Yeah, do it. All right, Grace, lead the way into snack- Into snackdom. Okay. So I feel like I talk about fake cheese a
1: lot. So I feel like I don't even need to go there. But anyone who is new here, I live for fake cheese. So (laughs) goldfish. Goldfish are a very important snack to me.
0: So wait, wait. I, okay. I feel like you've told me about your fake cheese thing, not to be rude. But are you a grazer? Like, do you snack all day? Or do you just, like, really enjoy a snack and it's a treat when you get to have a snack? It's just a treat that I get to have. Like, I usually have a snack around, like,
1: three. Okay. So you you are a daily snacker. Like, I had a snack earlier today. My snack today was a string cheese and a, handle, a handful of pretzels. Okay. It was delicious. Okay. If I'm being honest, I also snack a lot on, like, fruits and veggies, but, like, those are boring, so I'm not going to put those in this episode.
0: Oh, okay. Like, I love a sumo orange lately. Like, So this is just, snack propaganda where you're going to lie about, lie to us about the kind of snacks you enjoy.
1: No, I'm not lying. I'm just telling you my favorites. Like, oh, so you know what else I'm obsessed with is have you had those um, good humor strawberry shortcake ice cream bars? Sure. Like in my childhood. Like from like the ice cream truck that we had when we were kids. Yeah. Used to have them. Do those you have those in favorite. your house? No, oh. I need them. But I'm still figuring out my grocery situation because I can't drive. Um, so I am doing a lot of Blue Apron meals and also Amazon delivers Whole Foods here. But Whole Foods does not sell the Strawberry Shortcake ice cream bars. Mm. And that's upsetting to me because I want them. They have them at um, that really nice grocery store in Brooklyn near you, near where I used to live, on, like the City Acres
0: one. Oh, Okay.
1: Yeah. That always cracked me up because everything they have there is so healthy and then they have like random good humor bars.
0: Oh, I feel like that was just a regular grocery store. I don't know. I felt like it was a healthy one. So so we have this episode about snacks. You love good humor bars. You'd have a snack every day. Tell me about snacks. I don't
1: know. My favorite snack that I actually have like a lot is a handful of pretzels and a string cheese. And I like to wrap the string cheese around the pretzel. Okay. It's really good. But like if I'm thinking about just like eating like like and not thinking about like is this good for me? Like am I fueling my body? Like I love that Doritos snack mix that has Cheetos and Doritos and pretzels in it. I don't think I've ever had that. Oh, it's so good. They used to serve it on JetBlue flights and it was my favorite thing. Interesting. Um, I love Cheetos. I love Doritos. Like what's in I your love- snack drawer right now? Smart food. Um, Well, it's all like healthy stuff. Like I do have those veggie chips, like the veg, like the ones that are like green, yellow and red and they're like made from potatoes and vegetables. I love those. I love pretzels. I always have a bag of goldfish, especially like not anymore because she doesn't live near me anymore, but she's coming this weekend. Um, Zoe. Zoe loves goldfish, so I always make sure I'm stocked and ready for her. We share a favorite there. What else is in my snack drawer? Oh, I've got Pirate's Booty, which is like my healthier alternative to smart food. I do have um, some com- a small bag of combos. Like I always – I just love a combo. Um, what else is in there? I think that's it. Oh, I have popping corn. I love to make homemade
0: popcorn. Do you ever do that? No. I will once oh, in a while buy, you know, like a bag of microwave popcorn and it like really – satisfies the itch, but I've never made homemade popcorn just because when I want that, I it's like a lazy thing, not something that I want to put effort into.
1: Oh, I love it. Oh, and I love skinny pop. Um, It's so easy. Just you take like a little bit of loose corn and put it in a pot loose with some corn. oil. Loose corn. Yeah. The, the kernels. I'm dying. Well, you know what the other loose corn that I missed so much that we had before I left was. I know.
0: On Grace's. The last night before Grace left, we ordered from Jacomi, which is this, like, nice Mexican chain restaurant, and we got – they have, like, Mexican street corn in a cup. and Loose corn. Somebody – was it you who referred to it as loose corn? I think Alex did. Somebody was like – That's what it's called. Somebody was like, oh, I'm so glad it's loose corn as opposed to it being, like, corn on the cob, and I never heard that word before, and I was like, this is hilarious. I do not like it on the cob. So I always
1: take if I get if it is the corn, I take it a knife and I like shuck the corn off of the cob and then I eat it with a spoon. Okay. But that loose corn is so good. It's got like parmesan cheese and paprika and I'm just going over loose corn. Some cilantro, some butter. I can't get that here. I miss it. I did get it and I sent Alex a picture because I was upset. Because it was on the cob. Oh. And I had to take it off myself. Oh. <laughs> oh, do you know what else I miss in
0: New York? What? Bon Okay. Is so that there yet? It hasn't opened yet, but I walk by it every day. So Bonbon is this Swedish candy store. And for whatever reason, Swedish candy is far superior to American candy. Like, it's just it's better. Because it actually has an expiration date. And they use, like, real fruit juices in their – Candy. It's so good. And I, I especially like the sour stuff, which you like too, Grace, right? The strawberry skulls. I also like the Sour Patch Kids. They're not kids. They're discs, but – Yes. Oh, they're so good. But anyway, so there's one in the Lower East Side, and it's this like tiny, tiny shop. They're so nice there. And – Our friend dated the owner. Which yeah. Is that's, how that's how we – That's how we know about it. it. <laughs> um, but then like – I feel like recently – we would be like in the city for a dinner and we'd be like, let's go to Bon Bon after and mm-hmm. get candy to bring home. And they're opening one in Williamsburg. And I'm so excited. They have the, um, you know, like the paper up in the windows. And I walk by it like almost every day. And I'm like, is it open yet? And it's not. I'm ready. I'm so jealous. You're going to have to send me like a care package
1: of Bon Bon. I'm ready. At some point. I will. Or bring it when you visit. Yeah, both. Yeah. What are your favorite snacks, Becca?
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. So I am not a regular snacker. Like I am a three square meals a day person. Like I have never missed a meal in my life. Like when somebody's like, I got busy and I forgot to eat eat lunch, that's never happened to me.
1: I miss meals, but I'll always have a snack if I if I forget.
0: So like I'm like stressed. I have three square meals, but I don't usually snack between meals. So I'm not a huge snacker. Not that I don't enjoy snack food, like I share the goldfish obsession with you, but I have a slightly controversial opinion that my number one goldfish is Parmesan goldfish. I like Parmesan a lot, too. I think they're better than cheddar. I also like the original ones. No. The ones that aren't a cheese. Those are fine. Those are fine. But I like the Parmesan ones. And especially like when we when we do recordings for rom-com pods, it'll be like an all-day back-to-back thing. And so I'll always make sure to have goldfish in the house so that I can have a handful because that is the only time that I like sometimes don't really have time to eat. Um, I mean, like I'm a big chip person. Like I love Cape Cod or like any kind of kettle chip situation, but I don't ever have them in the house. I don't either. I never have potato chips because they're
1: just – really unhealthy, but Cape Cod chips are my favorite.
0: Oh, I don't have them because I don't have um, willpower to – like I would just eat the whole bag. So – Same. I mean, that's like a road trip vacation house slash like at a barbecue type thing. But I love – I mean, I love potato chips.
1: Oh my God. Do you know what I I just remembered that I miss or love as a junk food snack? What? That onion dip that comes in a can.
0: Mm. That with potato chips – Ridges, ridges, potato chips only. Yes,
1: or or potato chips with the um, the fake cheese and sour cream.
0: Mm, no, not for me.
1: Cheddar and sour cream lays. Oh, not for or me. Ruffles. I feel, like,
0: I feel like my potato chip hierarchy is. I like a salt and pepper kettle chip. It's like probably my number one. My number two is probably salt and vinegar. My number three is plain, and every other flavor is dead to me. Like I don't like barbecue. I don't like sour cream and onion. I'm a chip elitist.
1: Interesting. I only like plain, like plain old Cape Cod potato chips or cheddar and sour cream. Interesting. Like salt and vinegar is like – that just like hurts my mouth.
0: I will say though, so I'm not a big snacker, but I have been using candy to bribe myself. I I feel like writing and candy have become very intertwined for me where I will bribe myself if I write a certain number of words that I can – have some candy or I'll like keep candy next to me and I'll like every hundred words I can like have one. Um, I like that. The other day I – this is so weird. The other day I I did have my period so that probably has a lot to do with it. But I just had this craving where I was like if I don't have Swedish fish right this moment, I will die. And so I went – That's so funny. I went to Dwayne Reed and I got Swedish fish, like the big Swedish fish, not the mini ones which are Kind of waxy and not that good.
1: Yeah, you need the big one.
0: And so Swedish fish have been my, like, bribing myself treat lately. Oh, Tyrion's joining us. Our our third co-host is here. The other thing, I saw your thing about popsicles, and I put in, I love banana popsicles. Where do you get a banana popsicle? Okay, so they're very hard to find. I feel like they used to be more common in our childhood. They're very hard to find. But last summer, the um, food town in Williamsburg, which is the – not nice grocery store had he's like I can't even remember what the brand was but it was like the saver pack of like so many banana twin pops and they just like they looked janky um and I bought them so fast like I was like yes and so they're probably like a hundred in the bag so I still have some in my freezer
1: Oh, when you said that, I was thinking of like the Chloe's softer frozen Frozen pop- Banana pop. Oh, I like
0: those too, but this is like a banana ice pop. Like it's just okay. like sugar like ice a- water
1: flavor. Okay.
0: Interesting. But specifically a banana popsicle. Okay. I can't
1: judge that because I like that weird strawberry popsicle.
0: Oh, I don't think that's weird. It just wouldn't – I would eat one if you gave it to me, but it wouldn't like, – wouldn't, I wouldn't buy them at the store.
1: I like it. I'm seeking them out and can't find them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not a huge snacker. I feel like I'm more meal oriented. Oh, do you know what I forgot about? What? Haichu. Oh, you love Haichu.
1: I love Haichu. I love them. At my, um, I had a party for my blog, which you know, you were there. Um, And they sent all this candy for the party and it was amazing. The, I think the green apple is my favorite or the strawberry mm-hmm. or the mango. It's this like Japanese taffy and it's so good. And they have them all over the place in New York. Like every bodega seems to have them. They don't, have them in Charleston from what I've seen so far. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They're very rare and exotic. Interesting.
0: Where are we going next on this journey, Grace? This is your episode. You're driving. I think we're going to take an ad break. Oh, okay. And then we're going to move on to
1: chores. (laughs) It's a great episode. This is my favorite episode we've done.
0: All right. Let's take a quick ad break to talk about night. So if you've been listening for pretty much any amount of time, you've definitely heard us talk about this brand, which is because we are totally obsessed. So it's the face mask that I wear most. I sleep with the pillow every night and the eye mask too. And I usually have one of their scrunchies in my hair. I don't right now. I have a hair clip in instead, but it's my go-to. And I'm just such a night fangirl.
1: Yeah. I am too. So the first product I ever tried was their famous night pillow. Um, I have had this for, I think, five years now. It is a memory foam pillow with a silk case. And I am a horrible, horrible insomniac. So this is one of those products that just has made a really big difference in my sleep. I have two king-size night pillows in my bedroom. And I will tell you, lately, I've been sleeping with both of them. My head on one, and then I hug the other one. Oh. It's a luxurious sleep experience. But the reason I love it so much is that the memory foam actually cradles your head so it Bounces back if you change positions, and so you're never going to end up with like a super flat like pillow pancake. Um, and when I went to Charleston for six weeks over the holidays, my mom let me borrow her night pillow because I literally can't imagine sleeping without it. But I didn't have room, and I only took two suitcases
0: when I did my temporary move, so I didn't have room for it. That's a very serious endorsement. It is. The other thing you should know is that it also has serious skin and hair benefits because of the silk pillowcase. So first of all, silk is non-absorbent, so your pillowcase stays cleaner and doesn't soak up your beauty products or any of the grime from the day that might be on your face, which means that it doesn't clog your pores. And my favorite stat that Grace kind of hates is that the average pillowcase is bacterially this is disgusting. indistinguishable from a toilet seat. So like let that sink in. How disgusting is that? It's awful. So silk also promotes optimal moisture levels for your skin and your hair. And on the hair front, silk is also more gentle and it doesn't tug at your hair, which minimizes breakage and means you wake up with less bedhead.
1: And the night pillow is an excellent present to yourself because what is a better gift than a good night's sleep? But with Mother's Day this Sunday and Father's Day coming up in June, I think this pillow would be a perfect gift for your parents. Two years ago, I got my mom the night pillow for Mother's Day and she loved it. I think, you know, my mom is one of those people who just has absolutely everything. And so this was something that she wouldn't splurge on for herself. Um, But she uses it every night and thinks of her favorite daughter.
0: (laughs) So you did it for the brownie points?
1: Yeah, I did. I always want to be top of mind.
0: <laughs> so whether you're gifting yourself, your parents, or a partner, we think Knight could make an excellent gift. And you can take 20% off site-wide with code BOP BOPNight at discoverknight.com. Again, head to discoverknight.com and take 20% off site-wide with code BOP BOPNight.
1: Yes, go do it.
0: So Grace, tell me about your favorite chores. Becca, ask me what my new hobby in Charleston is. What's your new hobby in Charleston? One.
1: Laundry. Oh, I'm really jealous. I do so much laundry. Like, I, just, I feel like I just wash everything. I just like, sent
0: out my laundry this morning and it was
1: $55. I spent so much money on laundry when I lived in the city. Like, I feel like at Wash Club, it drove me crazy because they charge you $12 to wash your duvet cover. Yeah. Like, on top of the weight, it just really pissed me off. So, I don't know. I just. Or like I would like to like get my robes clean and that's like another $10 on top of everything. Made me so mad. So I just, I love doing laundry. I like have like really nice little laundry things in my laundry room now. Like I have my little laundress products all lined up and I love doing laundry. I like folding it. I like putting it away. I like how it smells. I like cleaning the lint thing out of the dryer. Like this is a love letter to laundry. Do you think this is just because I haven't had laundry in 15 years and I'm like, it's still a novelty?
0: I think living in New York City in particular, where I think laundry is probably the hardest, scarcest, I don't know, maybe somebody will fact check me on that, but a lot of buildings here don't even have laundry in the building, like our building doesn't. So, you know, the option is to walk and the closest laundromat is about four blocks and so, you know, if you have twenty pounds of laundry, it's kind of like cumbersome to. Usually, I have way more than twenty pounds of laundry. But you know, when you I have, always wait, would wait until my hamper was like absolutely totally. like, like just like spilling over. Totally, I'm sure my laundry order that I sent in this morning was like at least thirty pounds. So you know, you like have to schlep that to four blocks away to like go get it, drop it off, and pick it up. Annoying. Um, or there's these services which are so expensive. So like laundry is just such a hassle that in my life I've just decided I'm throwing money at that problem, which is obviously I couldn't have done y- earlier in my career. But here we are. Um, the perks of I've made it. Throw you've money away it. on you doing send my laundry. your laundry
1: out. No, you've really made it if you live in New York and you have a washer dryer. Oh,
0: yeah. Like- well, I haven't made it yet. I don't know anyone who has that. So, but I feel like I it makes laundry such a luxury like living without it. My my yes. old building didn't have laundry in the
1: building either. Yeah, same. I haven't had I haven't had it in a long time.
0: Cuz when oh. I lived in San Francisco, we had laundry in the basement. So it wasn't in the building, but it was in the basement. And we had an elevator, so you didn't have to like schlepp it down the stairs. Yeah. Did you have a dishwasher in your last apartment? Sure didn't. I haven't had a dishwasher since I lived in Boston and I moved away from Boston when I was 24. So I haven't had a dishwasher in a decade. I am the dishwasher. Okay. I have a dishwasher now and I had a dishwasher,
1: like a very small kind of gross one in my last apartment before Brooklyn, the one in the studio in in Murray Hill. Um, I got to tell you, I like cooking so much more now that I have a dishwasher. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like, if like I feel like I'm like so, even like with my snacks, to bring snacking back up, like I would just eat them out of a bag before because I didn't want to waste a bowl that I totally. had to wash. Now I'm just
0: like, oh, I'll just use a bowl for that. Oh, another water glass? Sure. Why not? Oh, yeah. Like, it's great. I I don't think that I can aspire that my next apartment will have laundry necessarily. I mean, maybe it will. But my next apartment, I feel like I need to break through the dishwasher stratosphere. Yes. I really
1: think dishwashers are attainable for New York, but laundry is harder. Yeah. What about vacuuming? Do you like to vacuum?
0: No, I really dislike vacuuming. I Do you have a nice vacuum? I feel like you no. need a nice vacuum. No, I have a um I have a one of the ones with a with a body? I don't know how you describe oh, it. It's like um, you need
1: it to not have a body, like, yeah. To
0: lug that tank around, like yeah. Little, t- yeah. It has a body, and you know you kind of drag it around behind you. It's so annoying. Um, it's fine. It does a good job. I hate vacuuming. I will also confess that I. I mean, I don't have pets. I have hardwood floors. I don't vacuum really in between when my cleaning lady comes, unless I make a huge mess. I love to vacuum, but I also have a, well, now I
1: have like these kind of like darker wood floors and also in the bathroom I have like the tiles are black and I have a cream colored cat. So there is just dust bunnies everywhere. I tend to vacuum pretty much every day, like just like a five to 10 minute, like zoom around the house and just like get the edges and like get the carpets and things. But, um, my cat keeps me on my toes with the vacuuming, and the, I have the Dyson, so that really like it makes it makes it a lot easier.
0: I thought about buying one of those, but truthfully, the plugs and we li- I live in a very old building, and the plugs are like really haphazardly and inconveniently placed. So there's nowhere oh, yeah. that I would be able to put the charging dock.
1: Yeah, I had it um, by Tyrion's litter box, and it kind of drove me crazy having it there. But um, it was the only place I could put it.
0: Yeah, I guess I could put it in my office. But, yeah, there's nowhere I could yeah. really put it.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Mine's in my guest room right now, which is just like a catch-all for all things.
0: Oh, it's really rude that you are just treating my bedroom like a junkyard. It is right now. <laughs> Sorry. What about... What are other chores you like doing? Okay, so nothing gives me more of a thrill than cleaning a surface. I love cleaning any surface. Like if I can spray something down, wipe it off, and have it be clean, oh, what a thrill! I I enjoy that as well. What's your? Do you have a favorite like cleaning spray? I use Mrs. Myers, and I will switch between the scent. I think right now I have the peony one, but I also like the basil one, and I like the honeysuckle one. Okay,
1: I use her um dish soap and lemongrass. I really like that
0: mm. one. But yeah, cleaning a surface is a really quick thrill. Wow. Okay. That's how you know that you are not in your 20s anymore. Yeah, like, you're like name something somebody in their 20s, like I never would have said that in my 20s and here I am just like talking about the quick thrill of cleaning a surface.
1: I mean, I get a real thrill out of organizing and just like sorting things like whether it's, like, sorting, like, my face serums or, like, my makeup drawer. Like, that brings me a lot of joy.
0: I don't necessarily do that very often, but I do I do like to neaten. Like, taking a five-minute break and just, like, neatening the things that have gotten out of their place. Because, you know, I do not like stuff.
1: I am stuff – You have less stuff to or- organize.
0: Yeah, I am very stuff-averse, and I don't like when things are out of place. Like, not to say – that my house is always like sparkling clean, but you could like drop by my house unannounced and like it'll be pretty pretty yeah. neat. So like I I do like putting things back where they belong. I like neatening. Like yeah. right now my bedroom is like a little bit of a situation because the last two nights I've had plans and I've like tried to get ready and tried on multiple things and just thrown them on the chair. So <laughs> I'm in for a I'm in for an a neaten. I also, I will tell you, I love doing laundry so much. I don't have laundry, as I've said, but I love doing laundry at other people's houses. Like if I am in Boston and I stay with my friend Elizabeth, like before I leave, I will do laundry. Like I'll be like, I just don't want to bring dirty things back. I want to just like wash everything I wore while I was here. Oh, I would always do that at my parents' house. Weird. Yeah, because people who have laundry like don't appreciate it. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, let me just do like a quick load of laundry and like on my trip. She's like,
1: what? I lived with my ex-boyfriend. He had, he had laundry in that apartment. And um, I would do both of our laundry all the time. It was like I would just be like, do you, do you need your clothes washed? Like, what can I wash for you? And he was like, you're so weirdly obsessed with the laundry.
0: Also, I love putting something in the dryer to de-wrinkle it. Or to warm
1: it up, like to warm your towels I never up. do that. Well, not, not because it's not great, just because I'm too lazy to do that. Yeah, I like to stick my robe in the dryer while I'm in the bath.
0: Yeah. That's great. So, the last topic that our cruise director, Grace, put in for us is a couple of quarantine topics. As we wind down, hopefully, as we wind down this chapter of indoor life, we are kind of reflecting on what are some good things that came out of quarantine and then what we're looking forward to post quarantine. Yeah. I will say, I'll say that I think I have been very extremely extremely lucky and quarantine has brought more good things than bad for me on multiple levels like I I see how hard some of my friends have struggled to have children and who have to deal with homeschooling and you know trying to do their full-time job and you know I also have friends who have like lost their jobs during quarantine and so i feel like I've been exceptionally lucky in that i i kind of feel like I've thrived during quarantine which is I don't want to rub it in for anyone but I I had a much easier time coming up with things that I've liked about quarantine than things that I'm looking forward to post-quarantine. Oh, that's funny. Um, Yeah,
1: I just feel like my schedule has been so much more calm. And I've also liked that, like, I feel like I had more time with the same people. Like, I kind of would just see you and Alex and John and my did,
0: sister. Did you see that New York Times article from last week about how – uh, the pandemic has um, made our social circle smaller and we should keep it that way? No. That well,
1: sounds like an article I'd want to read. We'll, we'll link it, it
0: in the show notes. And um, it's really interesting. It was like, written by a social scientist or a psychologist and they were talking about just how the number of friends that we're meant to have is so much lower. And in recent periods because of the internet and, you know, phones and everything like that, like, our social circles have gotten so much bigger. And so in some ways, like quarantine is really good for, you know, tightening our social circles. But I think it says in there that you're only meant to have four to six best friends. And within that, that also includes your partner and, you know, any close family members. Like that's the number of close relationships that like humans are meant to be able to have.
1: I mean, that's kind of hard for me because my parents are two of my best friends and I have two sisters and then like throw a boyfriend in there and (laughs) you're done. Well, that means you have no more
0: time and mental bandwidth for other friends. I think that – I don't think that's true. I don't think so either, but it's it's interesting. It was an interesting article. Yeah. But I feel like I
1: kind of leaned into three friendships plus my sisters and my parents and like that was kind of it. I felt like I had more time to think. Like just – I feel like – my old New York life was just so frantic all the time like I was always just like running all over the city and doing all of these things and going to events and blogger stuff and networking and I just felt like a lot of times like I was just being pulled in so many directions and I really enjoyed not feeling that way.
0: Yeah, it'll be really and- interesting to see what happens with like in-person events and and how Many things go back online versus stay offline. Because I mean, I certainly don't want to go to anyone's Zoom book launch or Zoom (laughs) PR event. But, you know, like I think there's plenty of meetings that I would have gone to in person before just for FaceTime with clients or like pitch meetings or something that I'm like, hopefully we'll just be on Zoom or on calls going forward.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. I just – I feel like even now like things are opening up and especially in Charleston there's like lots of dinners and lunches and things and I've just been like, no, like I can't make it like – because before I had this guilt of staying in and staying home because it was like – it felt rude to me to say no to someone's event if my plan was to sit on the couch with my book. Yeah. But I've realized that like that's what
0: I want to do. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, not using an alarm clock basically has been a really big perk. I feel like I've – throughout quarantine and I've gone through multiple sleep phases of quarantine, like one of which where I was going to bed at 1 a.m. every night. But, you know, now I'm going to bed between 10 and 11. But not using an alarm clock and just being able to wake up naturally because I don't have a lot scheduled in the morning has been like – I feel like very kind to my body. Yeah. And it also – I don't know. I feel like when I wake up with an alarm clock, it like you kind of wake up with like a sense of panic. Yeah, you know? it is like a
1: a panicky thing.
0: So that's been really nice. I also I I truly have realized how valuable walking is to me as both a brainstorming vehicle and a coping mechanism. And mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody about this the other week where I was like, you know, in previously, I would I walked a ton. I would walk to meetings. I would walk to people's apartments. I would walk on errands. I would walk a ton, but I would rarely walk for the sake of walking. I'll say there's a slight exception when I used to live in the city and I lived pretty close to Soho. And sometimes I would like walk down there and like pop around stores or things like that. Um, But I, you know, especially on a weekday, I would rarely just be like, I'm going for a walk. Yeah. And I feel like I've realized the power of walking, which sounds so silly and so simple, um, but it's so powerful. Yeah, it is. And I definitely have come into that in quarantine and, like, prioritized taking a daily walk, which I just feel like has been so much better for my creativity and also for, like, balancing my mental state and, like, knowing also that when I'm really stressed being like, okay, I'm just going to go, like, take a quick walk and I'll feel better. Mm -hmm. Knowing that is really helpful. Yeah. I also think I've – I mean, I've talked about this before, but I also think I've just become a more comfortable cook. Like, I – I don't know that I've become a better cook, but, like, the idea of throwing together something for dinner based on, like, whatever random ingredients I have or, you know, taking a break in the middle of the day and cooking lunch, like, doesn't feel daunting in the same way that it did before. I would definitely agree with that. Like, I think just – and part of that is time and space. And, you know, when you're rushing to and from meetings, like, or getting home late, like, cooking a meal is obviously much more taxing. But I I definitely feel like I've just become more like, oh, yeah, like – I've, I ordered takeout way less during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have like gotten to know my neighborhood better, which I guess is part of walking. Because I moved to Williamsburg in um, May of 2019. And that summer, I was gone all summer. I was gone on weddings and bachelorette parties. And we were touring. And like I was not here. And I feel yeah. like I've just become so much more intimately acquainted with my neighborhood, which I really like. Yeah. I really like – you know, being in Brooklyn in general, but also that it feels – like, I feel like I have – I know every nook and cranny in side street and street of Williamsburg right now. Yeah, that's really Which I nice. like. Um, I mean, the biggest thing that has – the positive that's come out of quarantine is that I had the time and space to start rom-com pods, which uh-huh. – I don't know. I, somebody asked me on a Q&A in Instagram the other week if they were like, do you think that you would have started rom-com pods if you didn't have the podcast with Grace? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. But I do know that we probably wouldn't have gotten as far or started if it, we didn't have quarantine. Yes. Because, you know, Rachel for years before had brought up the idea of writing a screenplay or you know, writing a Christmas movie and, you know, we never did it. And also, you know, it takes – you can't self-finance a movie. Well, I guess you can. I can't um, on a personal level. But, um, you know, I think I would have gotten into writing in some way. Like I've always wanted to write a book. Like I don't know what I would have created, but I think I would have created something. But I can honestly say that if not for the pandemic, like I think we would have gotten too busy. We would have been on trips. Like I think the whole thing would have dragged and – taken a lot longer. And then I think we also just would have been more distracted. Yeah. And like, that's really, really a trip to think about that my life and my potential next years of my career have changed so much over quarantine. And so much of that has been result the result of like a pretty on the surface, like bad thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then, I mean, the last thing that I'll say is that I also feel a good thing that's come out of quarantine is that I feel more grateful. Oh, my gosh. Same. Like, do you remember when we went out to dinner for the first time? We went to Aurora. It was me, you, and Alex. We sat in the garden. And And to have someone make us a martini and, like, take the glass away. We could not freaking get over it. mm -hmm. We were like, oh, my God. We all wore heels. We were like, oh my God, like we're in public. Somebody's cooking us a meal and they bring it to us and like I can order a drink that I don't know how to make. Yeah. And before that,
1: Aurora, we'd be like, yeah, Aurora, whatever. And like that's now one of my favorite restaurants in Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. I just – it's made me so much more grateful for small things, for like being able to go out and have a meal, for my health, for not having to use an alarm clock, for having time for a walk. Like I just feel – more grateful for my life than I think I did before C- yeah. because, you know, I took it for granted.
1: I think that, and I also, like, I feel like I really realized, like, a lot of, like, what I don't actually need, like, kind of with the overpacked schedule, but, like, a gym membership or, like, all the high heels. Like, I just think um, I'm more grateful for what I have and I'm also, like, there's just things I realized were really redundant in my life. Like, you can, you know, spend ten dollars a month on Melissa Wood Health or like twenty dollars a month on Obey. Or if you want to splurge, have both. And that's still cheaper than the fact that I had an Orange Theory membership and a um
0: Yoga Studio membership. Yeah, cutting that out of my budget is is going to be I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it, especially now that I have the soul cycle back. Like I would go out on a weekend once in a while for a class with an instructor I love. But spending that kind of money on group fitness is going to be hard to swallow. Well, let's take another quick break before we talk about what we're excited for post-quarantine. And I want to talk to you about pros. So by now, you've definitely heard me talk about pros. It's my hair care obsession. Pros is the world's most personalized hair care. So they make shampoo and conditioner that is formulated specifically for your hair and its needs. So I'm about to hit my one-year mark on... Uh, using pros, I started in June of last year and I can say without a question that it has changed my hair for the better. So here's how it works. You start off by taking an in-depth hair quiz and they ask you about everything from your hair texture to your styling routine to your hair goals. And they also take into account some surprising factors like your eating habits or your exercise routine and even your zip code to account for weather and environmental factors. And then based on their algorithm, there are over 50 billion unique formula combinations that are formulated to address your exact needs. So when I took the quiz, I had three main goals. The first was to go longer between washes without getting oily. I wanted less frizz when I air dry. And then my third was just overall hair health. And they've delivered on all fronts. I think the biggest thing for me is that I'm now able to go easily three to four days between washing my hair, whereas before... It was like dry shampoo on day two was a non-negotiable. And I just feel like my hair is a lot more shiny and smooth in general. And it's thicker too, which I think tells me that I'm experiencing less breakage. And I've got to tell you, the smell is so good. I use the Corsica scent and it is the best smelling hair product I've ever used. And pros keeps getting better the longer you use it. So they have a really cool review and refine feature that asks you to rate your last order on a variety of factors and about any changes up to your hair or your lifestyle, so maybe you dyed your hair or went vegetarian, and then they tweak your formula accordingly. But trying is truly believing, and they have an amazing return policy, so it's pretty risk-free. If you're not 100% positive that Prose is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take products back, no questions asked. So Prose is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash B-O-P. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash B-O-P for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. All right, Grace, what are you looking forward to post-quarantine? Being
1: more adventurous. Like, I want to travel. I want to be spontaneous again. Like, to, like, just be like, I'm going to go away for the weekend. Or, like, you know what? Like, let's go have dinner. Like, let's do this. Like, let's go get grab drinks. Um, I feel like everything is just like so planned and calculated out these days and like I just miss feeling like more carefree. And I mean the biggest one of course is traveling. Um I miss hugs. Like I miss like I feel like now like if you do meet up with someone, it's like, Oh, are we hugging? Like, can we, you know, like or let's like What's your comfort level? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like elbow bumps or like I don't know. I just want to like just casually hug people more. A big one for me is when you go out to eat, sitting at the bar, that's
0: always been my favorite oh, thing to do. I do miss sitting at the bar.
1: And like traveling alone, I used to travel alone a ton and like sit at the bar and read, chat with the bartender, find out the best like local spots to go in a city and like go do those things. Like like those things just feel so foreign to me. Like falling asleep on a plane. <laughs> is that weird that I miss that? But yeah. like I miss that. that like – you know, you're you're reading a book or listening to your music and suddenly you just like drift off and you wake up and you're like in a whole new place. Yeah. Yeah. Those are mine.
0: I feel like I have a very, I don't know. I, I have a lot of conflicting thoughts here because I've been fully vaccinated for about a month. And I feel like I thought that I would have all these plans and I would want to travel and I'd want to do all these things. And then now that they're on the table, there's kind of this like Um, oh, it's kind of anticlimactic where it's like, oh, yeah, I could go do these things. But like, oh, that feels really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm so used to staying in my house now that I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I could go travel. Oh, like, that sounds like expensive and a pain. Um, so I feel like I have all these things that I'm gonna say, but then in practice, like my life really hasn't changed that much since getting vaccinated. And I'm excited for everyone to get vaccinated. And I'm excited to have like the just like the worry, the back of your mind worry lifted off my shoulders. But like, I don't know, like everyone's like, it's gonna be shot girl summer, like it's gonna be this summer's gonna be wild. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. But then also like I feel like my my ability, my like <laughs> just by like social ceiling of like plans and things has gotten so much lower have
1: we switched personalities maybe maybe <laughs> cuz like i am like elbow deep i'm not even fully vaccinated yet but i am elbow deep in planning like we're going to talk about my instagram obsession um but like it's like i have a google spreadsheets like documents like i am ready to go
0: grace did we freaky friday I think we did. Oh my god. But am I Lindsay Lohan or am I um am I Jamie Lee Curtis? I don't I don't remember whose personality was more like it.
1: I think you're Lindsay
0: who turned into Jamie, maybe. Maybe. Oh. Well, so I mean, I am excited about spontaneity. I agree with that. Like I feel like in New York going out to dinner requires so much planning because getting a restaurant reservation is like very high stakes. So yeah. I feel like, you know, there's very few places where you could just spur of the moment, walk in and like grab dinner without a reservation. So I am looking forward to spontaneity. I am looking forward to eating at a bar and just like being like, oh, I don't have any plans tonight. Like, do you want to go do something? Like, uh, oh, that, that feeling is like I have missed that. I'm looking forward to having weeknight plans outside of my house. I feel like, you know, I – during quarantine, during the latter part of quarantine, it's like you go out to dinner once a week and it's on a weekend. So I'm like, oh, it like, would be nice to break up the week to like go do something outside of my house. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I am in an abstract way looking forward to traveling. I have booked – I went up to Maine the other weekend and we kind of laze, – I lazed around somewhere else. But um, I have not booked – any trips or like even really seriously planned, like thought about any trips, except for I do want to come see you in Charleston. That'll probably be my first trip. But
1: yeah, and you and Ashley and Raina and Kate are all going to come here in June. Hopefully.
0: I'm the one who has a weird schedule, but we'll. I hope yeah. so. Um, but I, I, you know, I keep saying my biggest thing is like I want to take a beach vacation. I'm like, I've taken no steps to make that happen. So I I want to travel in an abstract way where it's unclear if I actually do want that but That's I, funny. I will say that I miss plane – my version of plane sleeping is I miss plane reading.
1: Yeah. Especially well, Plane a, a, sleeping is part of my plane reading routine.
0: Like I always get tired from reading on the plane so I fall asleep. Oh, I have a very hard time falling asleep on planes even when it's night and I'm supposed to be sleeping. Especially on like a cross-country flight or something if you're going to LA or San Francisco. Like just like bringing a book and sitting there and reading for six hours. Oh, what a good feeling. Yeah. I miss that. I don't know. I, I, I'm curious. I, maybe we'll like do a poll on Instagram or something, or a poll in the Facebook group. Like, I'm I'm wondering how many people are like really gung ho to go do things, and how many people are like, oh, like I've kind of gotten acclimated to this. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. Shall we transition out here and talk about some end matter?
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: I don't have an Instagram session, but I see you do.
1: I do. I have a really good one. So, the first trip that I'm going to take once I'm vaccinated and it's been a couple of weeks is I'm going glamping.
0: Glamping?
1: um, I am to um, a region of Mexico called Valle de Guadalupe. And we're going wine tasting and we're staying in this place. It's like up in, it looks like it's up in the mountains. um, And it's called Cuatro Cuatros. So, the Instagram is just Cuatro underscore Cuatros. And um, they have these, like, little cabins that look like um, little boxes, like, kind of laid into the hillside, but they also – those were all sold out, um, but they also have these tents, and it's, like, a tent with a king-size bed, and, like, off of the tent, there's, like, a wooden structure that's attached to the tent. It's really cool the way they design these, and there's a bathroom with a shower. Oh, um, that's that's key. And there's hot water and there's Wi-Fi and um, there's a heater and there's, but there's also air conditioning. So like this is my kind of camping, but this place just looks insane. They have this restaurant that overlooks like the cliffs and the ocean. Um, and I just heard such good things about the food there and also wine tasting. So I'm like just looking at this Instagram account every day being like, you're going to go here. You're going to stay in a tent. You're going to glamp.
0: Okay, I feel um, more sold on on taking a trip now that I've seen this. Yeah, so
1: very excited about that, like stocking this account. Um, I have a lot of – I've done a lot of research for this trip because it's like the first one. Like I remember I used to be like overwhelmed planning trips because I was always going somewhere. Now it's like I have this one thing and it is my sole focus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you have a regular obsession? Yes, I do. And it's and You got me to get this thing. I did. It's cheating a little bit because it's a book, but it's an obsession. It is an obsession. So I got Molly Boz's new cookbook called Cook This Book. And Molly Boz is one of the contributors to Bon Appetit. And I've been following her on Instagram for a while. And I like, she seems like fun and I like her personality. I really like her dog. But I got the cookbook. I pre ordered it and it just showed up. I didn't realize that it had actually shipped, it showed up. And on Saturday, I sat down with my cup of coffee and I paged through this cookbook. And Grace, I, I would have been better served folding down the pages of the recipes I didn't want to make. Everything <laughs> in it looks so good. And I swear I swear to you, like half of the recipes that I didn't actually like fold down were because I was allergic to something in it. Like it looks so good. I think it's meant to be like a pretty introductory cookbook for somebody who's like not that comfortable in the kitchen, but the recipes all look incredible there's like the first chapter is all chicken dishes and i'll tell you that i don't cook a ton of chicken at home because i find it kind of like boring or bland and i'm like i want to try all of these i i haven't cooked from it yet just because i haven't i've had plans um every night this week so far but i am so into this cookbook i feel like i it's gonna single-handedly pull me out of my cooking rut have you
1: looked through Um. it yet I have, and it's like a beautiful cookbook. The recipes all sound amazing. There's so many things I want to make. I literally just got it today. So I paged through it for like five minutes and then we had to record. Oh, I'm so excited about this. I'm glad you got it. Yes. What's yours? I have some practical shopping recommendations. Okay. So I feel like the two things that I've been looking for, and this is like a symptom of being in your 30s, are like cute swimsuits with full coverage bottoms because. Mm I feel like everything is just like so high cut, like that like Baywatch look for a one piece or um, just like the cheeky cut, um, which Ari calls it a cheeky cut. Um, but Aerie has great one piece or um, bikini swimwear with full coverage.
0: <laughs> I've just been like on the prowl for like bottoms with full coverage. So I just splurged on a bathing suit. It came, but I haven't tried it on yet. And it was very expensive, but it is very Where'd cute. Where did you get it from? Saks. It's uh, Carla Coletto. Okay. So TBD if it shows up in a future obsession.
1: Yeah. Keep me posted on how you like it. I also got a more splurgy bathing suit from – it, it's funny. I um, was talking about this because I did a shopping roundup on my blog and I was talking about Aries Swimwear and I, I got three swimsuits from them. I love them all. got my usual size. Everything fits perfectly. But she was like, try out Ephemera Swim and it's spelled E-P-H-E-M-E-R-A. And they have these really cute high-waisted bottoms, and they also have (laughs) full coverage um, with, like, a cute, like, bra top. And I got a pink gingham one and then this, like, tropical print one. Cute. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know if I'll keep everything. But right now I can tell you the Aries swimsuits are great. Um, The other one is a recommendation from our mutual friend Alex. Um, Madewell's
0: cutoffs. Cutoffs are another did you like these? So I Mm – after she was raving about them i went to order them and in my size at least they were back ordered so i didn't actually pull the trigger and now i'm going back to my cart to see if they're in stock go see cuz i got mine also i would
1: say size down oh um, size down yeah i always size up for denim Me too. but i got a size smaller than i get in my jeans oh um, okay. so but madewell's cutoffs are great because again similar to the um the full coverage bottoms <laughs> i just want like a little like I'll show some leg, but, like, maybe, like, not inner thigh. Like, I just want, like, a – Did you get the black ones or did you get the denim ones? Okay. So I should – I got the the black ones with the cuff, and I got my true size in those. And then I got the denim ones, and I ended up getting one size smaller because Alex was, like, go down a size. And then I got a second pair two sizes smaller, because they run so big. If it says relaxed in the description, size down like
0: two sizes. The black ones get your regular size. Okay. Okay. This is great. I'm literally doing this as we are on the phone. I I feel like yeah. people are – we'll put the links in there because I we'll feel – We'll put like the links in be... the show
1: notes. But um, they're great and they're really – they're just like a nice length. Like they're not long. Like I don't want like a Bermuda short or like even like a seven-inch inseam would be too long. I just want like a four or five-inch inseam like – is that
0: too much to ask? 5 seems long. That doesn't actually seem like what you want. But no, it's not too much to ask.
1: Maybe 3 even. Like I just think cutoffs have gotten so wildly small. Like a lot of them look like denim diapers.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Like I I've, I've ordered a bunch on Shopbop. I did get a pair from A Gold that I like, but they were the really diaper expensive. Ones? No, not diapers. They're like bit. They're like they're called the Jamie short and they're um they're cutoffs, but they're not too – they're like a nicer length. Um, I would never wear a diaper one.
0: I'm literally ordering these shorts as we're on the, on the Zoom. Perfect. You need them. Um, what are you reading besides Molly Baz's book? Besides Molly Baz's quick, quick. So um, I finished Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And uh, this is her new book. I think it comes out at the end of May, but they might have pushed the date until the beginning of June – And it is about um, these four siblings who are all adults between, like, 21 and 26. And um, their father is a very famous musician. And it kind of flashes back between present day, which is – present day is in the 80s. So they're in the 80s. And then um, it flashes back to their parents' love story and then the subsequent, like, demise of their – Love story um, over the years, starting in like the 50s. And um, I really liked this. It is uh, the present day, all takes place on one day, and it all takes place around this big uh, blowout party that they have every year. Um, and the book was really good. It was more of a downer than I was expecting based on the cover. Like the cover is like bright blue. There's like yeah. girls it on surfboards. Really like it looks really happy. And it's kind of a downer. It's not it, – I didn't cry, but it was like much more of a complicated family book than I was expecting, but it was really good. Okay. So I finished that and then I started this book called Most Likely by Sarah Watson. And that? it's good so far. I'm only like 50 pages in. So Sarah Watson is the creator of The Bold Type, which was what really intrigued me about this book and it's a YA book and in the first chapter you it's like 2049 and this woman is becoming the president and you don't know her name you don't know anything about her and then basically it goes back to 2019 and there's four girls who are all in high school and one of them is the woman that's going to become the president so it's like not really a mystery but it's a light mystery about who this girl is and like what led her to the white house and so um i'm only at the beginning, but I love the premise, and I'm just excited because the bull type is really fun. So I am th- interested to see what her writing in fiction looks like. I might have to read that. I'll let you know when I when I finish it. Where I not out. What about you? Yeah. What are you reading?
1: I am not doing a good job with reading. I've been. I think I'm just like very immersed in Charleston and and what have you. The, I'm reading the final revival of Opal and Nev by Donnie Walton, and um, I'm having a hard time getting into it. Okay. How far Should are you? Should I like it more? Like, I I don't always love those books that are in oral history. And oh. I, um,
0: I do I'm like just... an oral history book. I've also recently learned that I really like a music documentary, even if I don't care about the artist. Like, I just like behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I watched Billie Eilish's documentary, even though I don't know anything about her. Like, I'm not a super fan. And I was yeah. like, oh, this documentary is fascinating. So maybe I just like – Behind the scenes music things. And that's what did it for me about this book. Yeah. Okay. Well, if none of those appealed to you, we also have our May book club pick. And our book club is coming up the last Wednesday in May. And this month, we're reading The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And Laura Dave is one of our favorite authors. She wrote 800 Grapes and Hello Sunshine. And this is her first thriller. Grace doesn't think it's a thriller,
1: but it's I do. It's a mystery.
0: It's a mystery. Nobody has to die in a thriller. Anyway, um, it's about a woman who uh, marries who she thinks is her dream man. He has a teenage daughter from a previous marriage. And um, one day, he just flat out disappears. And it comes out in the news that his company is being investigated for financial crimes. And um, his daughter comes home from school. And he has left her with a huge bag of cash – And the two of them set about finding out what happened to him. Mm -hmm. It is so good. Did you finish it? No. I figured I would wait. I still have only read like 50 pages of it. But now I was like, I'll wait till closer to the episode. I'll read it along with people. And then I won't have to reread it beforehand. Okay, So it'll be fresh. Yeah. So I've gotten to all that stuff. But I haven't gotten through it. But I thought it was such a huge endorsement that you shirked all your responsibilities to read this book in a day. I did. I really enjoyed it. So we'll be talking about that. If you have a fave snack, if you want to talk to us about your quarantine pros and cons, come chat with us on the Facebook. Just search Bad on Paper on Facebook. And it's the group, not the page. Yeah. And we're on Instagram at Battle on Paper Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Grace Atwood. And my blog is thestripe.com and i am on instagram at becca m freeman and my other podcast is called romcom pods and our second se- or third season is coming out june 7th so exciting that's so soon so soon all right guys we'll see you next week bye bye